Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Well, you know, there's nothing more than I love than a woman who is just a boss, number one, because that's just that's just what we are. And women who get it, not only get it, but share it. And then they keep rising and bringing others with them is just like my jam. So you're going to love today's guest. You've probably listened to her podcast. I'm sure you have or seen her at some conference you've been on or anywhere speaking from Google to Spotify. She is the host of Switch, Pivot or Quit. And I know you guys have heard that one. Founder of Maisie Media, a podcast production company. And she's an author, right? And she has a new book journal out uh, called Quit Playing Small. And I'm all about that because we got to stop it, ladies. It's a pandemic in so many ways. So we're going to bring all the pandemics down today. Help me welcome to the show, Miss Ayana Angel. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Amir. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have you. You know, that we talk about pivoting a lot on this show, as I'm sure you, we know you do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it last night. It's crazy. I'm, it's going to be a TMI moment. But I was having some allergies and I took some Claritin D. So I'm loopy. Mm-hmm. And all night I kept dreaming because I had been researching and making sure that I had great things for us to talk about today. And I kept thinking, why? This makes so much sense because this is the year of the big pivot. Right. The switch mm-hmm. uh, pivot or quit. Right. So this was like literally what you were made for everything you were doing was preparing you for such a time as this so (laughs) it's funny that you say that because you you see it like that but it's i guess i've been in it and so close to it that it's just normal times for me Mm -hmm. um and regular conversation and conversations that i feel like people some people are becoming more interested in now because you become more interested in things as they hit closer to home. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me overall, I haven't really seen a huge shift. I think even though the world has been shifting and people have been dealing with things personally, I feel like the consumption of the work that I do has remained consistent. You know, it hasn't grown exponentially. I think it's just remained consistent because a part of the conversations that we have as well is just how to navigate where you are. And sometimes you just need to know like how day to day, what are some things that I could be doing? Because this is where I am right now, you know? So it's it's interesting that, that, that it's presented to you like that and that it comes up in your mind like that. But for me, it's like, these are just normal times, you know, but that's why you're the expert. It's like, that's the thing though. We're always so close to our zone that we don't see it. And mm-hmm. I feel like you are positioned now to be the expert to guide people, because not only is this something you've been doing, it's something that you can recognize for doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time, you know, we all, especially us type A folks, it's like, where are your credentials? Let me see, because everybody has a dream, right? Yeah. And I'm not <laughs> knocking everybody's dream. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we would right. be nowhere without them. Right. However, you have been preparing to to usher women into what's about to, this awakening that's mm-hmm. happening is what, you know, I want to clarify that because you, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, I say it all the time. Not everybody is a shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people, 
are comfortable being sheep and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody yeah. has a season, you know, yes. in undergrad, I was definitely a sheep, you know, going through trying to figure this almost grown, not really grown, no money, all those things. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure this out. And we all need shepherds in every season of our life. So there's a, a plethora of women out there figuring out, should they switch? And that's a tough one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I quit? Or should I just pivot where I am right now? So knowing that this is something you speak to all the time, I'm so glad we get to have you on the show so that people can know where they can hone into and plug into your show and and get those nuggets because that's the hardest part is finding resources, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that was a part, not I think, I know that that was a part of the driving force for me creating the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast because I wanted to be able to facilitate conversations that I wish that I would have had when I was in the middle of my switch pivot or quit before I even knew it was a switch pivot or quit. I just knew that something needed to change. And that's why when I refer to switch pivot or quit, everybody likes to break it down by the individual word, but I look at it collectively. To me, it's a time of transition. It's a time of action. It's a time of movement. And it's a time where you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. And and one person's journey is not going to look like the next person's journey. So that's why I don't really try and hold on to the specific elements of the word so much, because I know that while you think you may be, you know, switching or pivoting, you may end up having to quit something, you know, or you just we don't know because life is fluid like that. Right. So I just want it to be something that can be there for people and be a resource and and be helpful insight when you're in the midst of transition. You know, years ago, when I first discovered your podcast, what I liked about the name Mm -hmm. was that I felt like similar to what you said, it encompasses not only just the transition, but the gives you options. Mm. A lot of times we think it's this or that, like I got to quit this. And maybe it's not, maybe it's pivot. Maybe it's switch departments. Maybe it's go ahead and try to work, move back home at this point. Mm -hmm. We have so many, if we choose to see them, there are so many options available to us now that we're not available this time next last year. Right. Yeah. Um, And I think that I really, Honestly, I'm excited about what is whatever is to come from this conversation, because I know that a lot of us and a lot of people are out there just kind of wondering, like, this hasn't felt good. I really want to live for for what feels good. They're they're discovering working from home Mm -hmm. uh, for the first time. A lot of people are and they're realizing that freedom and work life balance and getting their quality time back with their families. Uh, which makes you reevaluate, right? Yep. And then that doesn't mean you can't, you're going to stop willy nilly, you know, <laughs> you got a dream, but we got bills, right? right. So right. That, that that helps us dissect. So a lot of people may not know about your story is that you started like, well, when you decided to make your big switch, pivot or quit moment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you were very successful. You were in PR for the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people in our community and our culture will be like, girl, what is wrong with you, right? Mm-hmm, I'm sure mm-hmm. you got a whole like maybe still getting some of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore, but I definitely got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and as you're navigating that, you know, and, and you have this position, right, that people covet mm-hmm. and that you worked so hard, I'm sure, to get mm-hmm. and something still isn't right. Take me back to that moment. So I have been working in PR since the beginning of my career. And I think this is where a lot of us don't realize we can sort of kind of um, trace things back to how it started and how we got where we are. Maybe not everybody, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people can feel this. 
I wasn't exposed to a lot growing up, meaning like a lot of different professions. There were the typical professions and anything outside of that, I really didn't know anything about it. So when I got to college, I thought at first I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist. Then I got in my first physics class and I was like, nah, this is not your girl. She's not going to be able to do it. Then I got I went into the College of Business and I said, OK, I'll do I.T., because my dad works in the tech industry and he is very into like computers and all this stuff. And he's like, you can make money, good money doing this. So you should do that. We follow our parents' recommendations, right? Got into that first um, IT class and all these zeros and ones. And I was just like, yeah, this none of this is making sense. This, is, this cannot continue. So I got out of that. And then I was like, all right, what else can I do? So I knew that my parents would not pay for a creative degree. And let me actually re restate that. I knew that my father would not pay for a creative degree. He just wasn't about that life. So my compromise was marketing. And I one the one thing, even though I didn't know much about much, the one thing that I knew was marketing felt like it could have all these arms to it to where I could have a little bit more flexibility. So fast forward to graduation, I ended up getting this internship offer to do a PR um, internship at a entertainment, like a cable network. And I didn't know anything about PR, but I took it because it was money and I knew I needed to start making money. So that was my introduction to PR. And I realized that there were certain things that aligned with the skill sets that I had, being able to write well, being personable and knowing how to have good conversation with people. Though all those things worked in my favor. But as I continued on in my career, especially when I got to the MBA and the level is heightened, right? Especially the level of expectation. There is this pressure that you start to feel. And that pressure does not feel good. And it's hard to navigate when you start to realize that the things that you want to do in your everyday life and the things that are comfortable for you and make you feel happy and make you feel like you're excelling and succeeding, they aren't in line with the things that you are challenged with doing every day. So once I started to realize that, I was like, oh, something has to change, right? And I think that a lot of us, don't realize that the early part of our lives, especially if you come from a home where people are expecting you to do well, you are checking the boxes. You are doing what is expected of you so that you can get the praise or you can get the cosign that says, great job. Maybe it's not even praise. And so, so many of us operate like that to where one day we start to realize that Actually, this life that I'm living and the things that I'm doing day to day, it's not making me happy. So then you have that crossroads and that struggle inner and turmoil that says, what should I do? Should I stay where I am or should I make some kind of decision or take some kind of chance to do something else? And I think that's where a lot of us hit the point where we start having the switch, pivot or quit conversations. And I know that it can be challenging it can be emotional and all of those things, but it can also be worth it if you're willing to allow yourself to be a little uncomfortable so that you can get on the other side of it. No, that's that's excellent advice. And, you know, I think a lot of times people feel guilt, mm -hmm. um, especially if you are one of the first in your families to make it to a certain level. 
Um, there's a lot of guilt about wanting to live your life accordingly and yeah. parents will check you, right? They're like, uh, girl, you know, <laughs> you got these loans or mm-hmm. that's not why I sacrificed for you to do these things. But happiness is, this is the thing that I want parents. And I, I'm saying this because I have a child. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're here to guide you, but that's our job to guide you. This is their life. You know, so we have to give our children all the tools that they need to make great decisions and good choices. Right. Mm -hmm. And trust them when they say it doesn't feel good, because that's why we are dealing with mental health issues and depression, because we are living a lie. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter if it's a dream job for somebody else for the NBA. It wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of times we deal with this guilt, which is why I'm really excited about your new book. Stop playing small. Mm-hmm. Uh, that resonated with me because in my 20s, I was lucky enough to get a really great promotion. I was moving up. I was on the fast track. I was in a different position in my life. And I still was around. A lot of my people who I cared about weren't. Right. Okay. And so instead of acknowledging the growth, mm-hmm. I held on to things I probably shouldn't have. I downplayed mm-hmm. my success because I didn't want to be that girl, you know. And what I realized now is I wish I had had something to listen to or somebody to say, this is part of growth. This is yeah. you, you are going to out, you're going to stretch and you're not going to fit those pants or that, that position anymore. And it's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, th- and I think that's why the conversation that we're having right now is so important because a lot of us are not exposed to the fact that other people are going through this too. And it's okay. This is a part of life. We're trained to think that life is supposed to go a certain way. And this is what I I started to reflect on just in my own transition. Why don't they talk to us more about just growing as a person and growing into yourself and learning yourself and becoming self-aware? Because these are the things that as you start to get into them more, they're the things that really open your eyes and make you say, oh, now I see why this is not working. Or now I see what I may need to do, because going back to what I was saying before, this may not be in alignment with who I am as a person. Now that I'm being more self-aware and I'm I'm becoming more self-aware and I'm starting to understand how I tick and how I move and what moves me, I can see where this is not something that has longevity in my life, you know, And and it's I guess it's just it's probably hard because so many people are going through their own journey for so much of their life that it's hard to reach back and then tell other people or try and give them bits to say, this is what to look out for, or this is how you may be able to navigate this because most of us are so consumed with ourselves and trying to figure it out, right? Oh, absolutely. And then I have to also kind of play devil's advocate. I I don't know about your background, but with mine, my parents didn't have the privilege to be self-aware. Like they were, I'm just saying, it's like, that's beautiful for us. And I'm so glad we're learning so that we can teach the next generation and do exactly what you and I are doing right now is touching as many people as we can and letting them know you aren't alone. Right. But at the same time, we're acknowledging that in our culture, feeding, clothing, getting you into a decent school district, those are priorities. Yep. Right. Immediate priorities. Right. Delusions of grandeur, Mm -hmm. of finding yourself. That's what they were. And now they're not because we figured out that I could save a little bit. I could scale back a little bit. I have this, these things I can, I have a resume now I can always fall back on, mm-hmm. but you couldn't have done that right out of undergrad. No, you couldn't, have, you couldn't have done, you could have, 
Mm-hmm. But you would be a boomerang kid and your parents would be looking at you with a side eye wondering when you're going to warm it up and get off their couch. <laughs> yeah, get it together. Yeah, exactly. No, that's true. And I and I think you bring up a really good point, too, just in that a lot of our parents were probably either married or having children younger than we are. And so they didn't have the tools. Some of them didn't even fully know themselves. And now they're raising another individual. And it's hard to navigate that. Because then you don't have that much time to explore yourself in order to give more and be a better version of yourself to your children. Like you said, you're just worried about the bare necessities and you're just trying to make sure that the the child is taken care of in the most fundamental way. And then some of the emotional things, some of the other development elements, they get left behind because they're not the immediate necessities as things are perceived. Yeah. So and and I like that. We are able, especially in our culture, we are able to start changing that narrative and that norm so that hopefully the next generation and the generations to come will have a different advantage that we didn't have. And I'm here for it. Right. You know, let's talk about some of the not so fun stuff about walking in your purpose and your dream. Right. Mm -hmm. So you answer your call. And just like you said at the beginning of the show, it's your call. It's the same to you every day, but to some people, it's the light bulb moment. And they, there's some things that come with it that you probably didn't anticipate, like everybody coming to you for answers, mm-hmm. right? Wanting something in some capacity, even if it's just an hour of your time. All mm-hmm. those things that are fun at first and mm-hmm. not so much fun shortly thereafter. How have you really dealt with everybody saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. Cause we never really talk about that part, right? Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to be not humble, but that's, yeah. re- it's a real part of your mental space too. Yeah, it is. You're right. And I think I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate it. But one thing that I realized early on in this journey was that people would come to me just in my regular life before anybody else knew my name. People would come to me and I I, I always used to say to some of my friends, I'm like, why does everybody always come to me and ask me questions about this or that or whatever? Like, I know, like I have all the answers. And one day I had to realize, and this was after I started on my journey to figure out what was going to make me happy, which was initially quitting my job. Um, I, I started to realize that it was because I was resourceful. I was knowledgeable. And these are things that you can't always find in everybody that's around you. And I was also willing to listen and and I was a problem solver. And a lot of times that's what people want and that's what they're looking for. So a part of that is my nature and I don't mind sharing it, but I also had to create boundaries. And one of the ways that I created boundaries was setting up pick my brain sessions. I set up pick my brain sessions so that somebody who was really serious and intentional could have access to me, but I would not deplete myself in a way that felt just like I wasn't getting anything in return, you know? And I also set it up so that it could be people who were not going to waste my time either, because I don't want to waste my time talking to people who are not going to move and take any action. I am so much an action taker. And if I'm going to continuously talk to you about something and tell, give you ideas and tell you what you could do or introduce you to people that you should know and things like that, and you continuously do nothing with it, you are wasting my time. But if you pay me for me to give you a hybrid of coaching and consulting, 
you are probably going to take some action when we get off that phone because you paid for it. So boundaries have been key for me. That's one of the ways. And um, I think that I'm also just so much of a sharer of information that I do still have to watch myself. But I, I am aware that people will. I heard this actually last night. Oh, it was good. And um, I was in a conversation on this new app called Clubhouse. And the person said that somebody, I think it was his sister that told her, givers, what you have to realize is givers will always give, but takers know no limit. It was something like that. Yeah, it was something that made me say, oh, woo. Now, if that is not on the money, I don't know what is. And so when you think of stuff like that, it's not that people have bad intentions. It's just that sometimes when people are in a take space, they don't have boundaries and they will take from you as much as they can and not even realize that they are depleting you. So you have to realize where you say, okay, this is not working for me. And sometimes that's as simple as not answering a phone call responding to an email. If it comes in on the weekend, responding to it on a Monday, setting up those little boundaries. And I will also say that I think when I really started to, to feel like a lot more people wanted from me than I was being poured into was when now from the beginning, people wanted to be on the switch pivot or quit podcast. I don't even know why. I don't know why, but they did from the beginning. People would pitch me to be on there, but now I get so many pitches in a day and it starts to feel sometimes like, and this is just me being completely honest about it. When I open emails, it starts to feel like, gimme, 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 gimme. And I heard, I also heard somebody say something yesterday that resonated with me. So many people pitch from a place of, pitch themselves from a place of arrogance and self-centeredness and not what can I give to your community? And that is what the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast is all about. Me having raw, genuine conversations that can help move somebody else forward. I don't want to get on a call with you and record it for the podcast and you sit up here and regurgitate to me your sales pitch or lines from your website, the, all those things. I don't give two shits about that stuff. I don't because that's not going to help my people. So I, I also have to realize that it's okay for me not to respond to those emails that are not offering to truly serve the audience that I'm serving. And these are the type of boundaries I create. More Brunch and Slay after this. Raise your hand if you wanna grow. No, seriously, like my hand is up. Y'all can't see me, but my hand is up. So if you wanna grow and you love stretching yourself and doing things and dreaming the impossible dream, then you understand why I'm asking that you share and review and subscribe to the show. That's how we grow. I wanna grow Brunch and Slay. I want more people just like you to hear all the great interviews and information from all these game changers and go-getters. And the only way to do that is more reviews. So I'm asking, Help a sister out and leave a review, subscribe, and rate the show. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Hey Amen. Y'all can't see me, but I'm over here. We're going to church. because, <laughs> the, And it's no shade. Mm -hmm. Trust me, we all are building. Mm -hmm. You know, I reach out to people sometimes. And just like you, like people coming on the show, I'm. that's why it's here. 
right? But don't make us pull teeth to get you to talk about something relatable to our to the listeners, right? right. It is painful to have to try to usher people in. And that's not, this is not NPR, right? This is, there's a time and a place and there's a platform for everything. Know the platform you're pitching to and adjust accordingly. Yeah. And and, and that's the same thing I would always tell you guys about sponsorship. What's in it for the people? If mm. it's nothing in it for them, then back up and figure out how you can pitch what you need to be mutually beneficial for whomever you're asking, asking for. Uh, for whatever favor yeah. it's just it's you know do unto others it's the golden rule this doesn't change whether it's business life dating whatever treat people how you want to be treated absolutely and also as my mom says sometimes too you have to teach people how to treat you amen and that's where those boundaries come in yeah and, I, and i'm willing to we can talk about sponsorship we can talk about all that we can talk about business stuff whatever wherever you want to take the conversation i'm game yeah if it's no, a I love it. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because I know what year did you start your podcast? 2017. Okay. So since you've started, podcasting has changed substantially, right? Mm -hmm. I think I start. we started probably the same year because this is 2017 too. Mm -hmm. So since you've started, and I know there's a lot of folks listening who I see a lot of people starting podcasts, a lot more celebrities are starting podcasts. How have you pivoted Mm -hmm. your show or have you pivoted at all? Mm-hmm. Um, to make sure that you're still staying true to what your core values are and that you are doing what you know you're here to do. Yeah, I haven't pivoted. I haven't. Uh, the most that I do is I'm just a creative by nature. And so I will do things like I have an episode coming up where I'm going to bring a coach on. And this is one of those. This is this me giving you all the tea and the real behind the scenes. This is one of those situations where a... Somebody that I was introduced to that works at a prominent company suggested this woman to be on the podcast and made an email intro. And so I said, okay, this woman works at that same company, but she's also coaching and starting to do this, this for herself, right? Because she knows what she's learned and she wants to be able to work with other women and everything, black woman. And so I looked her up and everything, and I don't really like to have coaches on my podcast, especially not regularly, but so many coaches pitch me. So because this was a connection by way of a connection, I said, okay, this is what we can do. If you're willing to coach somebody live on the podcast, then you can come on. I got to pick the person though. And so that's what we're doing. So I like to spice things up. And I like one time I went to Stockholm, Sweden, and I brought the podcast with me Uh, I recorded while I was on the plane. I recorded while I was walking through the streets of Stockholm and people did enjoy that. So those are the ways that I've tried to bring in creativity, but I have not tried to change my show in any way so that I can compete with what's out there or what I think is coming to the space. The original reason for me creating the podcast is what I continuously stand by and stick to because I know that there are people who are going to continuously be in those seasons. And somebody who was in that season three years ago may not be in that season right now in present day, and they may not need to listen to the podcast anymore. And that's completely fine. But I will tell you, I don't find many people who say, I stopped listening because I'm no longer in that season anymore. Most people continue listening and dip in and out and they get what they need from it because I always try and have conversations that bring value. So I am not switching up my style or my approach because the industry 
is evolving and growing. But you're right. It has changed. I started in January 2017 and it has changed significantly. And there's a lot of people coming into the space. And for anybody who's listening and think or maybe even doing their research and thinking that they want to start a podcast. One of the main things that I say is have a through line and have a real drive for a specific type of conversation. If you don't have that, it will be hard to keep going. And you might find yourself being one of those people who starts a podcast, has about five episodes, handful of episodes, and then you're never heard from again. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for clout. Don't do it because you think that it's going to put you in a position that you're not already in. Do it because you have something of value to bring to a conversation. And that may not even be business wise. It may be entertaining, but just make sure that you know you have something of value to bring to a conversation. Excellent advice. And so many nuggets. That was a whole lesson right there. Right. So (laughs) I'm going to say that was a switch. Like, Although you didn't change your platform, you realize that in order to accommodate and and build this relationship and make sure that you don't, I guess, isolate someone who who you want to connect and keep a relationship with, you realize something that your audience would like. A lot of people would just say, no, I I don't do coaches anymore. I'm I'm too far in this. Right. But to constantly be trying to reinvent it is 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 a a switch. And it's a it's not a switch. It's a pivot. It's a small pivot. Yeah. The only reason I'm going to say it's actually not a pivot is because I did it before at the beginning of the show Ah. in my first year. It's just not something that I regularly regularly do. I'm just a person that will get bored sometimes. So I'll be like, oh, what can I do? Hmm, Maybe I could do that. That would be fun. And I'm also always thinking in my audience in terms of what do I want to hear? What am I interested in? Who would I have wanted to hear from? When I was sitting there in my midst of transition and trying to figure it out. But mm. and it's not that I'm not still in transition. We're all always constantly growing in, in transition. That's why I said what is interesting to me as well. So from the beginning, I had one episode that I did where I had somebody coach somebody. And that was because I thought that would be fun mm-hmm. for it to be live. You know, in this instance, if I if I didn't, if I wasn't interested in revisiting that idea, I wouldn't have done it because I don't do anything for anybody because they want me to. I and, and, and this is just an example of that. I have a college girlfriend and she just started a YouTube channel and somebody who's working with her. We had been in touch before. And this person came back to me and said, hey, she started her channel. Her show's really great. Da, 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 right. Can she be on the podcast? And first of all, I'm done recording for the season. So that was an automatic no right now because I'm done recording and I'm not going to make concessions just for everybody or anybody, really. You know, if I'm done, I'm done. That's that's those boundaries that we talked about earlier. Right. And then I knew that she has this new show coming out. So obviously that's what she wants to come on and talk about and promote. But remember, it's not about her. It's not about any other guests. It's about the audience. What do they need? So she did actually have a switch, pivot, or quit story. And I told her rep, that is what I would bring her on to talk about. The other stuff is an afterthought for me. She's coming on to talk about that. And if we're not talking about that, we're not talking about nothing. So I, I, and I know that that may sound harsh to some people and everything because we're friends in real life. I could call her right now, but because it came through your rep like that and you didn't call me, 
you you get how I handle business. That's how you get it. And even if she would have called me, I would have still gently told her the same things. You know what I mean? But but I think that's where we have to be aware of where we where we are in the landscape of things and what people may try and get from us and what we're okay with giving and not budging just because it's a friend. It's a high profile person, all those things. I've had celebrities pitch to be on the show and I've said no. They wanted to have LaToya, they, LaToya Luckett, her people pitched for her to be on the show some months back because she was releasing a new platform. And I was like, no, she doesn't have a switch, pivot or quit story, in, in my opinion. Reaching, yes, you know what I mean? But in my opinion, in general, no, she doesn't. So I passed. But a lot of people would have taken that opportunity because it's Latoya Luckett, because it's a celebrity name. But that's where you have to say, wait a minute, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? Where is this going? And I feel like if you stand on what you started with and your principles and the things that guide you, it'll make it so much easier for you to stay clear and also not get caught up in the BS. So many nuggets here, y'all. So many, you know, <laughs> in every aspect of our life, we have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. We have to stay committed and we have to do what fills us up. And I love that you talked about earlier, you know, your bucket being empty. That's something I've I've been working on substantially um, this last few months because I didn't realize how much I was pouring out, but nothing was coming in, oh, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think as we talk about as businesses and as women who are People who are boisterous, right? Who are mm-hmm. okay with with being the person to speak up for others, right? Mm-hmm. And issue, there comes a lot of responsibility with that. That can be overwhelming, yeah. but always remember that we we always have to remember that no is a complete sentence, mm-hmm. and you don't have to follow it up with explanation. Mm-hmm. And I actually love that your girlfriend or your friend had her people reach out because I like that you respect that this is my job, right? Mm-hmm. I like that you respect that this is this is a business. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's beautiful. I wish more people would do that. I wish mm-hmm. more people would would just respect some boundaries because yeah. I don't go to my girl's job and ask for free things I pay, right? right. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. ask for discounts. You know, people come on the show, I buy their products. I don't mm-hmm. ask them to send me free stuff. You know why? Because if you're on here, I've looked you up. Um, I think what you have is something I would want to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not having them on here because they gave me a freebie. Mm-hmm. So if anybody ever thought that, just know you can ask the people who've been on this show and they will send you receipts because I buy it full price. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that's so important because it's setting that standard. Like you said, you're showing people how you want to be treated, yep. you know, and yep. I believe I don't expect what I gave to the person to come back from that person. I'm expecting it to come back from the universe, right? From the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now you have a new journal. Mm hmm. And and you're helping more and more, and oh. you're you're a traditionally published person. So you've been signed with Simon and Schuster, and you're putting out products, and, and I mean not books, and mm-hmm. you have this new journal. And uh, you know, before we leave, I want to know a little bit about it more in depth because the, the name set speaks to me, right? But right. I want to know a little bit more about it. So it started with the um, Quit Playing Small book. The Quit Playing Small book was something that I created and wrote once again 
for my listeners, for people that I knew were trying. And sometimes it's hard when you're trying, you get discouraged. Things happen, stuff comes to you daily. So I wanted to create something that they could incorporate into their morning routine. And for those of you out there listening, if you don't have a morning routine, it is useful, especially when you're going through transition because it just allows you that time in the morning to get focused and to pour into yourself before you have to engage with the world. So I wanted to create something that people could pick up and dip in and out with the book whenever it was convenient for them. So you could flip to a page, read a page and be done with it for that day and then move on. I know that so many of the self-help books and things like uh, in that sort of category, they can be a lot to take in. And a lot of us don't have that kind of time on our hands, right? To sit there and read a whole paragraph, I mean, not a whole uh, paragraph, but a whole chapter. We Sometimes we just need a, a paragraph or a few sentences or something, right? So that's the idea with the Quit Playing Small book is that it'll give you something whether it's the, y'all, I think y'all picked up my vibe already. You know, it's kind of like I'm straightforward. So whether it's the girl, get it together, or whether it's the, it's okay, you could keep doing this, or you could do that and see some changes, or it's the, come on, let's get hyped today. We got to do this. You know, it's giving you different vibes and different insights and, and based off of my journey, things that I've learned. And then as a result of that and people's response to that book, I created the Quit Playing Small journal so that people could get a little bit more um, interactive with themselves and just go a little bit deeper and challenge and question some of the things that they might be trying to work through. So the journal is funny. I wanted to I wanted to do something a little bit different and I wanted to, to make it a little lighter as well. So I have. Um, activities in there that if you have kids, especially if you have elementary school uh, kids, you'll probably see some stuff that you see in their homework packets, like a crossword or you know what I mean? Or like a puzzle, like, okay, what words pop out to you from this? Um, what is it? Word search from this word search. What are the words that pop out to you? Because these, the, you, we don't realize it, but some of the things that become staples in our life are some of the words and phrases and things that are conditioned into our mind and that we continuously revisit and tell ourselves about ourselves. So it's just trying to get you conditioned to thinking of yourself in a different way and pulling out the positive before you pull out the negative. So I really tried to approach it in a way that was just a little bit more fun because yes, there are some heavy hitting questions in there, but I don't need every page to be a heavy hitting question to where you start to feel discouraged and you don't want to keep going. So that was my thought process with the Quit Playing Small Journal. And I hope that it'll be helpful for people. Because, you know, I know what it's like when you're trying to figure it all out, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll get that answer, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so now this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Dead or alive, you said? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. gosh. Um, every time I'm asked this question, at first it feels like a huge, like, oh, who? Who would I choose? But then I have to take it back to the basics. My my dad, my real dad passed when I was really young at like four years old. And so I think that I would choose to brunch with him because there's a lot that I don't know. There's a lot of questions I would want to ask. And there's a lot that I would want to try to understand as well. 
And so I think that would be my person that I would choose for that personal connection. That's beautiful. Now, as you continue to navigate and you are building your empire and inspiring women, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you to continue to slay? Ooh, now that I have never heard before. Nobody (laughs) has ever asked me that question. Amira, you a G for that. I love it. I love it. I love hey, it. We, it's a circle of love. We got to We got to support one another. Um, I would say send me good vibes for continuing to or for pushing myself to ask for things, even when I'm not sure if it's something that I'll get a yes on. Send me good vibes for putting what I do out there more so that other people can consume it and want to be in relationship with me and hire me to do certain things. Um, And just send me good vibes for strength because of this world that we live in right now. And y'all could also send me good vibes for getting in relationship with a good man too. I'll receive that. (laughs) Well, hey, you you feel I'm saying the visibility, right? That connection, that surrender and letting letting that love flow, right? Mm -hmm. The only advice I ever give anybody on that is do you. When you do you, it attracts them. That's it. it. Like literally, that's that's 17 years in of me saying, I don't want a man. I don't want this. And then guess what showed up? God dog. (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm in love. So just live your life, you know, but I am I am sending nothing but joy and abundance uh, your way, because what you're doing is God's work. And uh, we need more strong women like you out here being unapologetic about leaving no sister behind. Mm. So. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. And, and and where can people follow you? How can they support you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram at ayana.angel. And that's A-H-Y-I-A-N-A dot A-N-G-E-L. Um, and you can also check out my website. It's ayanaangel.com. And you can listen to the Switch Pivot or Quit podcast. All right, y'all, you heard it. And no matter what, you definitely should be inspired today. And you should also remember that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Play. Brunch and Play.